1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get set to welcome in the new league season. Celtic will raise the flag against Ross County tomorrow and kick off another top flight campaign. There are some interesting absentees from Rangers Euro squad, although they do have Kilmarnock to worry about first. Dedicated VAR officials, better communication and additional time added on are amongst the changes the Scottish FA are bringing in this season as well. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans. And tonight everyone's overriding emotion is bring it on tomorrow. We have to get away from the mind games that have gone on throughout the close season and get to the football games that take place tomorrow. If your summer signings don't work out, that's your fault. You bought them in the first place. If your team doesn't play as well as you thought they might, that's their fault. Take it up with the manager. We can get down to cold, hard facts, Kenny. We absolutely can. It's delighted to be back here alongside you, Hugh, as well on a Friday night. Thoroughly looking forward to the, the season. Like you say, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered in, in relation to new sign-ins, how everybody's going to fare with this new season, but absolutely cannot wait. Not just for the Premiership season, but another exciting season, Championship League 1 and League 2 as well. Well, of course, technically, the new league season starts tonight. Are both against Dundee United in the Championship, naturally Saturday afternoon with the top flight. That's where your eye is drawn but we wish everyone well between our both and Dundee United as they kick things off this evening. Right, get in touch. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Hopefully you've caught on by now. Not only can you listen to us this season, you can watch us live streamed as well. So if you fancy that, YouTube, Twitter and Facebook. I love the contrast from Hugh Keevens because he, you know, he made the big show. He put the tuxedo on on Tuesday and it was a big thing. And now he's back to just his normal attire. Which is still a shirt and jacket All he's yeah. really done is take the bow tie off Yeah but he's made it a wee bit more casual With a granddad yeah. shirt as well So yeah. yeah he's looking the part well, Is it still it had called to be... a granddad collar If you are a granddad Do you know what I mean? Well it's yeah just... I understand that where you're coming from But I, I have to wear the granddad shirt Because my grandson is in oh, the control room he, yeah. Watching the, his granddad on the radio Watching on the radio There we are 01419511025 <laughs> That is the number you need So please do get in touch And I love this night of the season because this is it, really. This is the last chance to get your pre-season predictions in. That's what tonight is all about. Yes, we'll get more specific, of course. And I would love for you to call in and tell me who should play for your team tomorrow, which of your new signings you're looking forward to seeing, what you think the lineups will be, all of that sort of stuff. Reaction to today's news stories. But ultimately, come on and get your predictions in for the new season. Because once a ball's kicked, it's all a bit invalid. Yeah. You've had clues then as to how it's going to go. Call up tonight, tell us who's going to win it, how many points are they going to win it by, who's going to struggle, who's going to be somewhere in the middle. This is it. This is your last chance to get your pre-season you predictions in right now. 01419511025. are so asking for trouble with that question. That's what we're here for. Exactly. I love it. We have two hours of my dad's bigger than your dad coming up, Kenny. And we've also got a, we've already got a big... Uh, £500 into the cash for kids if, what was it, if Rangers exactly. don't win the league. Exactly, we've, yeah. had, we've had a bit of bravado all yeah. week, but this is your last chance. You can't wait till someone falls three points behind tomorrow or someone concedes eight on the opening day to give us your thoughts. We have to go all out on a limb, base it on absolutely nothing. Give us your pre-season predictions 
right now, please. Hugh Kevens and Kenny Miller will do theirs <laughs> in the not too distant future. But it is good to have it back, Kenny. You look at the fixtures tomorrow, Flag Day, which always brings its own sort of joy and occasion at Celtic Park. Rangers probably could have picked an easier opening tie than going away to Rugby Park. You have to play everyone everywhere and all that sort of stuff. All that intrigue about, you know, the perceived battle for third is it Hearts or Aberdeen or Hibs after they won last night who are going to be the early strugglers Dundee are new into the division so it's going to be a fascinating day it is again it's one I'm sure everybody all the fans of the, of the respective clubs are looking forward to it I mean you look at it it's, there's no many two fixtures that actually like jump out at you in relation to maybe big ties but it's the opening league game of the season you know everybody everybody's going to be a freshness everybody's got hope that they're looking at this could be the year that they're their team could maybe progress. I always feel there is at least one spot available in that top six as well. So for the teams outside of the, the big five, if you want to call them that, they'll be hoping that that is going to be their team that can maybe kind of steal into that top six this year. Every game is a question mark against it. Celtic Ross County, Malky Mackay, minutes away from relegation at the end of last season. What can possibly go right for him at Celtic Park? You might think. Dundee against Motherwell, Tony Doherty, new manager in at Dens Park. Only in Scottish football can the previous manager win the championship, get promoted, and he's out of a job within hours. Kilmarnock against Rangers, well, the summer signings that Michael Beale has made. They have got to hit the ground running without question. Livy Aberdeen, can Livy keep on defying the odds and stay in this league? St Johnston Hearts, you could not get a worst via play League Cup section than St Johnston had. They were beaten by everyone. And the three teams beneath them all came from the three leagues beneath them. So they were rotten at all levels. That's the, the intrigue of tomorrow's card. Get your pre-season predictions in, please. Who's going to win it? How far are they going to win it by? Who's going to struggle? Who's going to finish third, top six, relegation playoffs, bottom spot? It's all there. Pick up the phone and let us know. You two can spend the next couple of minutes writing down all 12 in order. <laughs> and we'll see how we go no, before, I, before I put you on the spot. Oh. Why not? You usually have to do it. Okay. Let's see what you can come up with in the next couple of minutes. And we'll, we'll unveil it to the listening audience who I'm sure are desperate it works backwards on here though as I'm sure you remember everyone's desperate for Hugh Keevens not to tip their Correct. team to win it basically and that tends to be how it works I so. showed my uh, championship league title winner prediction to one person in the newsroom and they said oh thank heaven <laughs> 01419511025 come on down what are your predictions for the new season if you want to get more specific please do for instance, Glasgow's big two tomorrow. What, what does the starting eleven look like? It's a new dawn. It's a new season. Who do you want to see play for your team tomorrow? New signings, familiar faces, different formations perhaps. Managers going about things differently. So what are you expecting from the game specifically? And I guess, Kenny, in terms of you know news stories today, some interesting stuff coming out of Rangers. Some notable names left off of the, the Euro list if you you look at the likes of well Michael Beale making no secret that Fashion Sakala's talking to another club uh, it looks like there's been another injury to Red Van Yilmaz there's no Ben Davies on there either uh, I think Robbie Matondo Tom Lawrence is struggling with an injury at the moment as well so yes Kilmarnock first but um, interesting list that one it is and I think it's uh, it'll be due to down to injury and speculation surrounding futures at the clubs as you've got with Fashion Sakala who's been linked with a move away to Saudi uh I think the future of Rabbi Matondo is one, obviously, again, Glenn Kamara's not even getting mentioned anymore, the fact that he's not even training with the team. So mm -hmm. I think when you look at that Rangers squad now, 
there was always going to be people have to be left out based on numbers, but I think it needs to be trimmed before the end of August. And I know they'll be working behind the scenes to not only maybe get other players in, but definitely get players out because that number does look a wee bit flated at this moment in time. If you're Ben Davies, you may be taking the hint tonight. Uh, he's never really fitted in. The fans haven't taken to him, haven't accepted him. And he's not even in the squad for Servette. So Ben Davies, it's not good for him. Kamara on the way out. Tom Lawrence, another one who might be thinking, what happened to me? Uh, everyone looking forward to his uh, return to the side after a lengthy injury, but discarded in terms of the European match. Rabbi Matondo probably on his way out. Kamar Roof, well, there's now a big queue in front of him to play up front for Rangers. And Fashion Sakala, if Rangers get offered the £3 million that's been spoken about from Saudi Arabia, then I think they're doing well to get that kind of money for him. You agree with that? Listen, it's a, it's a lot of money. I mean, I, th I, I think, I, in, in a word, I think if you get that, that type of money for Fashion Sakala, based on the amount that they've spent and the, and the investment that they've put into the front area of the team, that would be good business. It would be good business to take it and, and bring some back into the club. Again, it would be an extra number down, which, like I said, I think when Michael was talking towards the end of last season about getting that squad trimmed, it's probably, if anything, it might be a little bit bigger than what it was when, when he spoke like that. So there's no doubt there will be players that will leave before the end of August. Fashion Sakala looks like he could be one of them, but they could be getting a good transfer fee for him. Okay, 01419511025. Come on, get to your pre-season predictions in. I love this night of the season because you can say anything you like, really. You can just throw it out there. You can dream big. You can fear the worst. You can do a bit of both. How's your season going to go? Let us know, Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans. You have to look worried about this. Oh, yeah. Because you know you're about to have this screenshotted, recorded, written down, pinned up on dressing room walls across the country. This will be remembered from now until the final kick of the ball in May. Who is going to win the league, Hugh Keevans? For me, and I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying this, I think that the treble winners from last season, with Brendan Rodgers as their manager, will make it three in a row for Celtic. Okay, you got a bit of stick because you got it wrong last season. You went yep. Rangers last season, you've yep. gone Celtic. What are you looking at thereafter? I'm looking at Rangers to come second. Okay. Uh, Aberdeen to come third. Uh, Hart, uh, I think, fourth. Hebs, well, Martin Boyle back there. That's a real big one for them. Um, St Mirren, uh, under Stephen Robinson, consistent. Motherwell... Again, under Stuart Kettlewell, will do well. Derek McInnes with Kilmarnock. I think Tony Doherty will keep Dundee up. I'm not inclined to tip them to go up and down like a yo-yo. My playoff finalist, I think, would be Ross County and St Johnston to go down. Wow, everyone's writing off St Johnston because of that dreadful League Cup campaign, I but suspect. That's part of it. You know, I, I, I thought last weekend was all things considered a bit of a disaster for Stephen McLean. They lose 4-0 at home to lower league opposition. They finish the group having lost to three teams who come from the Championship, Division 1 and Division 2. So in other words, every level of the game in this country can beat St Johnston. And I thought the manager threw everyone under the bus thereafter. So their game tomorrow at home to Hearts You'd have to incline towards Hearts winning that. Kenny Miller, who's going down? 
Oh, well, I, th I think it's always going to be tough for the team that comes up. So it's uh, it's going to be a big ask for, for, for Dundee and Tony to, to keep Dundee in the league. Again, I'm not saying this with any, with any great confidence. I think, I agree with you, I think St Johnston after, after this start will be a team that may be down there again, uh, fighting away. Livingston, again, I mean, you hear Davy talking about budgets a lot as well, that if they are fighting against it the way that, that Davy's putting out there, then they've done incredible just to find a way to compete over the last five or six years so I think that when, when you're always toiling like that you just run that risk at one one season that you're just going to get caught up in it so they could be down there as well I think working on my way up Command in Ross County St Mirren Motherwell they are all much of a muchness I've just, I just think that if Stuart Kettlewell can keep this momentum which will be happy about Gordon Thank if they you. can keep this momentum going that the, that the bolt towards the last 13 14, 14 games of last season I think they could be maybe the team that does maybe surprise a few people and maybe find herself into that top six and I know uh, Stuart will no thank me for saying that to be honest and putting a little bit of pressure on them and I've probably got one change in the top five that for, for Hugh again. I've got Hibs at fifth, but I think Hearts might just pip Aberdeen. Wow, Hearts third. I do Ooh. think that. I, I mean, they should have had it wrapped up last season. There's no doubt about it. That I felt they had a better squad of players. They were in a far better position. The wheels absolutely fell off. Was mm. it, what was it? Seven losses in a row that they had, and it obviously it cost Robbie's job. But uh, they should have had it wrapped what, up what last about season. This club Hearts, though, Kenny. Well, the manager's not the manager. It's him. Oh, no, it's not. Or, or it's is him. it? Or is Over it me? There. Or is it you? Yep. Yeah, it's uh, you know. I think we know that like the the ins and outs of why it's like that. Uh, listen, it's up to them to work out. Ultimately, the Hearts fans will not care. They want to see their team performing better than what they did towards the end of last season. They want to see them fighting at the again to be best of the rest behind the uh, behind Rangers and Celtic. And as far as the top of the league's concerned, you know, like it's this is easy. the bit we're waiting on. It is, of course, it is. But it is. Like you say, well, it's not based on anything. You're looking at you're looking at a serial winning team with Celtic. That there's been a change in manager again, arguably a change for the better. You're looking at a team that I felt the probably the summer recruitment is a little bit odd uh, in relation to the players I've signed. There's nobody really that's I think would excite Celtic fans. Rangers on the other side have had to revamp, refresh, rebuild, whatever you want to call it. And I think there is some exciting names there, and I think it'll be tight. It will be tight. I'm obviously going to just edge towards the blue side of Glasgow. Uh, they don't need have to. to. No, I know I don't have to, but I'm going to. <laughs> I won't make you. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, I, I, I am excited with the front line of this Rangers team. I mean, I think with the addition of Sifuentes over the last couple of days alongside Raskin, it is from middle to front, especially, it looks very exciting. There we are. There's a split in here. Who is going to win the league according to you, though? Hugh Keevan says Celtic. Kenny Miller says Rangers. He's got all the other predictions in there as well. Let's hear what you think. Dominic is on the line. Dominic, a very simple question. Who is going to win this league that kicks off tomorrow? Yeah, it's going to be Rangers. Obviously, you could expect me to say that, Gordon. You Sorry, don't have to. Rangers Sometimes fans. fans fear the worst, don't they? <laughs> Stick by your own team. It's good to have you back, Gordon, Green, Kenny and uh, Hugh. Why, why are they going to win it, Dominic? How are they going to overturn this successful Celtic side? Well, you've Gordon, you see that the shambles from last season through Geo to Beal coming in and um, Beal's now had two transfer windows obviously come January he had these two players um, but now he's had a, a full transfer in the summer it's going to be he's got to implement the way that he wants to play I think that it's still it's going to be a struggle to see well sorry it's, it's struggling to see at the moment the way that he wants to kind of play because of obviously we've just had pre-season but I think that 
given that Brendan Rodgers now that he's came in, never had a challenge when we just came back up for the tour weeks and we also had Warburton, Murty, Pedro Cusinho, Hugh's favourite man. Um, Forget Hugh, Kenny Miller's this is shivers sent down his spine sitting here in the studio. But anyway. <laughs> um guys, but I think that now now's the real challenge, but I think I'm going to, as I was saying to the producer there, what's, what does Kenny think about Ben Davis not being included mm. in the Champions League squad for next week? Do you think he'll be the next one out? I, I think I think there might be a slight injury concern for him uh, to bonus with Dominic. Uh, I, I, I think if he had been fit, I think he would be in it. He's played in the, mm. the, the majority of the, the pre-season games and we still don't know where Goldson's fitness is at. I know he's been back training. No, he's, he's but is fine. He, is yep. he going to be ready and, and, and up, up to speed to start a game of this magnitude? Who knows? You know, the one thing I, I think would that say... certainly the impression Michael Beale was trying to, to put across, yeah. Well, the one thing I would say, Rangers need him. That's mm-hmm. as simple as that because he's the most... He's the best centre-back they've got. He's the most influential centre-back they've got. And when he plays, that backline is more secure. So if he is fit and he's ready, I've mm. no doubt he'll play. And I would assume it would be John Suter alongside him. But if Ben Davies was fully fit, he'd be in that squad. Yeah, so I've got to say there would be an injury there. Do you think he's got a future? Though? You don't think this has anything to do with a, a question mark over his future? I think, I, I think there will be a question right. over his future, but I don't think the fact that he's been left out with this squad is to do with mm. his future. Listen, I might be completely wrong. I just think that he's played pretty much all pre-season games in the absence of the last. He missed the last couple, didn't he? No, I don't think. Did he? Um, I think he came off. He came off at half time. Michael Beale said today he's got an issue. I mean, that was a, an issue. That that was it. Huge. You think is indicative of someone whose future is up in the air, Ben Davies? Uh, yes, and you never convinced the Rangers fans. And in games against Celtic, which is how people are judged, and Kenny, you will know this. Fashion Sakala, for example, his major mistakes came against Celtic in very important matches. Ben Davies, uh, likewise, is prone to mistake in that match. I'm not saying that that alone means that you are on your way out, but he has never convinced at Rangers. And I just wonder if there may be a move on for him before the transfer window ends. We're up and running. Dominic thinks Rangers are going to win it. He says he has to back his own team. You don't. You can slaughter your own team for all I care. But Kenny thinks Rangers are going to win it. Hugh thinks Celtic are going to win it. They've both got, I think, St. Johnson to struggle. Have you seen Dundee, was it? Yep. I've got St. Johnson to go down. Mm. Get your pre-season predictions in right now, please. 01419511025. Just quickly, you'll have heard all week talking about the 2023 UCI Cycling World Championships taking place all across the city and beyond. Events continue tomorrow at the Emirates, the Glasgow BMX Centre and Glasgow Green. It's also the men's under-23 road race tomorrow between Ballock and Glasgow. Hugh Keevans walks that. Twice yeah. a week Don't you Not a problem uh, Road closures in Ballock Western Bartonshire Stirling Eastern Bartonshire Glasgow City Centre The West End And North West Of Glasgow We really recommend Avoid driving When the roads are closed For the road race Between Ballock and Glasgow You know the drill Plan ahead Allow extra time And if you can Leave your car at home We'll get you Your predictions next Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hear it Watch it Search the YouTube stream now you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here. It's the eve of the new league season. Well, it's not really, because our both against Dundee United is tonight. Just spoiling. It's nice to have a night a nice catch-all phrase, Hugh. Yeah. Like the eve of the new season. I suppose that was last night because our both take on Dundee United. The premiership season. Will that one, work? One more sleep. 
Absolutely 01419511025 Which means it is your last chance really To get your pre-season predictions in So what does it look like? Let me let me tentatively <laughs> look at Twitter After the predictions that you two have just produced There we are I knew it would happen Hugh CA2451 Oh, thanks Hugh for not backing Rangers That's as a cert to win it now See, Listen, Hugh Keevan's predictions have like become a thing You know, like a almost reverse psychological There will come a day, you know Where you get it right Yeah uh, Graham's a Rangers fan, he's gone Rangers to win it Celtic Hearts, Aberdeen, no real surprise Where's he get Motherwell, 8th mm, Okay, won't hold that against you too much, Graham. Your final chance to get all your predictions in And uh, it, of course, a chance for you to be more specific If you want, and I like this It's the, you know, the eve of the new season, mostly so who do you think should play tomorrow? What, you know, you've spent all summer looking at who's coming, who's going. What, what do you want to see? What Rangers fans, Celtic fans, whoever else is out there, predict your starting lineup for tomorrow. As an example, Kenny, what what will Rangers look like going into the first day of the season? Uh, I think Tavernier, Goldson, a fit suitor, Barisic, Raskin, Dowell, Jack potentially. Lammers, Cantwell, Dessers, or Daniel. So no, potentially no Cifuentes yet from the I'd, start. I, you know, I, but early I, just I train think, today. I think he'll be in quick. You know, not, he's been playing tomorrow. games obviously in the MLS. Yeah, he'll he'll true, be yeah. up to speed. It's not as if he's he's missing training or he needs to come in and, and find some match time. He'll be ready, but I think maybe just one day might be a little bit too. Listen, I might be wrong. But uh, I think in one day training might be a bit too soon. And then Hugh for Celtic, it's maybe different because you, you've you know referenced it in your prediction. They are coming into this season yeah. from a position of strength. They have made signings, but maybe not so many that you expect to go and take that starting eleven by storm straight away. As an no. example, will there be will there be any debutants in Celtic's starting eleven tomorrow? I don't think so. Uh, I think Joe Hart to be in goal. Ralston, Carter, Vickers, Starfelt, Taylor. Uh, O'Reilly, McGregor, Hatati, uh, Dyson, uh, Kyogo, and Abada. Mm. Uh, I, I could see uh, Home, Odin Home, having a chance of coming on. Uh, I could see Yang. Nabrowski. Uh, Nabrowski, uh, you know, it depends. Starfield, I'm taking him to start, but the, the rumours are so persistent sure. that Starfelt is on his way. Mm -hmm. uh, so Navrosky, uh, who played well in the first half uh, in James Forrest's testimonial, could be a starter, but I, I think Brendan Rodgers will go with the tried and tested. I think Holm will get game time. I think Yang will get game time. Um, o, also, come the second half, you know, Brendan Rodgers really couldn't have asked for, with the greatest respect to his big pal, Malky Mackay, he couldn't have asked for a better start. He's got a 60,000 sellout crowd. A flag will be unfurled before the game begins. They are the treble winners, playing a team who are minutes away. Sorry, Partick Thistle fans. Minutes away from relegation last season. So he'll go with the tried and tested and the crowd will get a look at future in the second half let's hear a quick bit from Brendan Rodgers on that he's actually been praising Malky Mackay he'll come up against them tomorrow they did work together of course at yep. Watford yeah really looking forward to seeing Malky I have to say I think Ross County are very very fortunate to have someone someone of that calibre as a as a manager what I know from working with him is what first class manager he is. What I'll know with Malky's teams, he'll, he'll always make it really, really difficult. And uh, as I said, he's a he's a top class manager that was kind of very fortunate to have. Okay, let's bring in Simon, who's a Kelly fan on the line. Simon, where are Kilmarnock going to finish 
Did either of these two upset you with their prediction? Uh, no, I, I don't get worked up about Hugh Keevan's predictions because they're always wrong. <laughs> so. uh, did you have Kilmarnock out of interest? Uh, I had them. I had them in eighth place. Okay, that's not too offensive, Simon, is it? It's not as bad as normal. But, that's um, true. I have seen people mention Kelly as a potential top six dark horse given the summer business. What do you think? Would you put a place on it? That's definitely the aim. Um, I don't see why we can't. I don't think we're any worse than the St Mirren team that got there last season, especially the new additions we brought in. So I don't see why we can't push for it. But at the end of the day, it's another season of consolidation. We'd be fine, get to another cup semi final or even a final. And uh, yeah, I think that would work out as a, as a relatively good season. Yeah, you mentioned it, Kenny. There is always a space. And by the way, sometimes. One of the big sides makes a pig's ear of their season anyway. Sometimes more than one. Oh, two, um, two seasons ago, yeah. But, but you would have. I think most people would agree. It's difficult to see Aberdeen or Hearts having that season. Could could be wrong. Um, Hibs will wait and see. But again, you know, back on track last night. There, there is that space. If you're Kelly, why not you? If you're Motherwell, why not you? Saint Mirren did it last season. There's very little between those teams. Usually, yeah, it's, it's so hard to predict, and that's why I think that every single one of them, like even Dundee coming up, like you, you have to be aspiring to get into that that slot to try and be the best of the rest outside of that top five. Uh, and like you say, I mean, two scenes of Aberdeen and Hibs both missed out, yeah, you know. So it was uh, there is the kind of odd season where that happens. I think Hibs last year were uh, still on the verge of missing out on that last day, had Livingston won. Uh, the last game before the split so there is te- they, they do do it but I think Hibs with Martin Boyle are a different animal you even seen it last night there. Oh, it was a really poor performance obviously in, in the away leg but last night having him in the team with just the threat that he poses he changes the whole dynamic of how teams actually play against you because of his pace mm-hmm. and how direct he is and the goal threat there is. so I think with him if they can keep him fit and hopefully they can then, uh, then they could be a different. I've got them. In, I've, I've got them probably finishing fifth at the moment. But I think they could be Martin Boyle in the team. I think the last time he had a full season, Hibs finished third. You know, they finished third with Jack Ross. I mean, I think when Sean Maloney came, he moved in the January, and then he had obviously his injury last season. So, with Martin Boyle in that team, I think the Hibs are a different animal. Uh, Simon, can you spoil Rangers? Party tomorrow. There's a lot of talk of it. You know, and you know the way it works, Simon. The, the the attention, the publicity, and especially in a, a rebuild summer with all these new signings, there's a there's a great deal of intrigue and hype from Rangers' perspective. Can Kilmarnock go and pop that bubble tomorrow? The way I look at it is it's like Christmas Eve, the day before the new season, <laughs> and when you're playing one of the old firm, it's like you know you're getting a Rubik's Cube. It's going to be difficult to, to crack it, but <laughs> it's not impossible. I, I think that I think tomorrow, you look at it, Sue said earlier in the week that Rangers will win comfortably. I'd like him to tell us the last time Rangers won comfortably at Rugby Park. Can Go on, tell Hugh, him? tell us. Well, the, the the reason I said that comfortably tomorrow, I'm not interested in what happened in the past. I I, I wish to deal <laughs> with the here and now. Uh, the reason why they win comfortably well, tomorrow well is because they simply have too much uh, for Kilmarnock. Um, you know, Simon, his analogy is first class. It's Christmas Eve. Uh, you know, and he'd be all excited, and he won't get to sleep properly. Uh, but there are simply gulfs in class that cannot be bridged. The only thing Kilmarnock have going for them is the threadbare carpet that the players have to Simon, play on. He's determined to wind you up tonight, isn't he? He's got that look in his eye. 
Well, it was 2011 was the last time they won by more than one clear goal at Rugby Park. So that's a pretty good long decider. time. It's a good start. Um, was that the league decider? Yeah. I, I think the last... I think it was the last uh, six games they played, which bear in mind included a season where we got relegated. It's been three wins for Kelly, three wins for Rangers, so it's never an easy game. So I know you don't want to look at the past, and that's understandable, but I think Rangers' new signings could walk by you at the train station and you wouldn't know who they were. So I think you're putting a lot of confidence in Michael Beal, who I'm not sure I really have much confidence about. The defence looks pretty weak. Well, I, I will I say this to you, Simon. If, if, you're, if you're correct about Michael Beal, and all of the money that's been spent on these players, and it is considerable by Rangers standards because they haven't had much money to throw about in recent years. Mm. If And I do take your point that, I mean, the, the, for example, Cifuentes, you know, the, the Rangers fans had never heard of him. Never. When last season ended and now, you know, he's going to be the man that changes everything for a million quid. Uh, I, I do take your point on board, but if Michael Beale's judgment was as flawed as that on a multiple basis, Michael Beale won't be there next season. Three weeks ago, Jose Cifuentes was playing a home match in LA. And he goes to Kilmarnock tomorrow. A little bit, a little bit different, Simon. I and I would never dream of being cruel to that lovely town of yours, but a little bit different. It'll be interesting to see if he uh, gets sizable minutes, Kenny. Simon's it's great research, and I'm glad he's done it. It does tomorrow fall into the category of Rangers? You can get, you can pretty much get away with any performance you like. Just make sure you return with the three points. Absolutely, and I think Simon starts maybe just. I know Hugh doesn't want to look at the the facts or the history, but he's he uh, will when it suits him. Don't he, you? He, of course, because <laughs> that's all he's interested in is facts. So, uh, but no, it'll be a tough game. You know, always like Simon says, as there's a lot of things to factor in with the, with the pitch and the late kickoff and the fact that Celtic have probably went three points ahead before Rangers have even set foot on the pitch. There'll be a lot of kind of things in there, but you've got to fancy Rangers. Uh, and like you say, they would love a brilliant performance. They would love them to, to do what Hughes predicting is to go and maybe do a two or three or a four nil with a wonderful performance and all their new signings, particularly in the mm. attacking areas, getting on the score sheet and everything can bode well going on Wednesday night against Servette. But you're right. Any kind of one, three points, start building momentum because it's still a new team. I know there, there's no room for, for time or excuses of time. Rangers need to hit the ground yeah. running. What that means tomorrow is three points. Simon, firstly, do you care? And secondly, who's going to win the league if you do? Oh, I don't really care. But I think if, uh, I think uh, looking at the two teams, I would say Celtic are the better manager and Celtic are the better players. So that probably means they win the league. But in terms of tomorrow, what I was just saying there, in terms of Rangers' defence, you know, they're decent footballers. They're all decent footballers because they wouldn't be at Rangers if they weren't. But they're not, in terms of physicality, the strongest. I don't think that Goldson, um, I don't know who will play, whether it will be Davies or, or Suter or, or Balogun. None of them are really, you know, physically the strongest. I don't think any of them will like going up against Kyle Vassell, who somehow has managed to get even bigger in the summer. He'll throw his body around. We'll certainly make it uncomfortable. It will not be a, an easy game for Rangers. We'll make it uncomfortable. I don't think Barisic and his kicking legs will enjoy going up against Danny Armstrong or uh, Matty Kennedy in the wings. Listen, if everything goes, if everyone plays to their potential and everyone does what they should do, Rangers will win the game of football, but football's never like that. I think that Kilmarnock have as good a chance, especially before Rangers get settled in, spending all these money on these players who have never played together. And I don't think Danilo's even played. Fuentes is just in the country. You know, if you're going to get them, get them now. 
and I think Kamala has as good a chance as any Hold on Simon. Hugh, we're a little bit pushed for time and I want to see what Simon's other predictions look like Simon because you don't fancy okay. Kelly to be in a relegation battle who is, who is going to be and who's going to go down who's going to occupy those two spots uh, I'm not impressed with St Johnston obviously but you can say that with the the, the League Cup uh, I actually think Ross County might surprise a few people this year I think they might be pushing towards the top end of the table but uh, my prediction to go down would probably be between St Johnston and I think St Mirren might have a poor season. I don't think they'll be right wow. at that, that level. But uh, I can't see. I think Dundee will be Dundee, St Johnston, and St Mirren will be the bottom three. And you're criticising my predictions. <laughs> you're tipping St Mirren to go down. No, I just struggle, I think. Just struggle. Anyway, we'll see. Thank you very much to Simon. From Kilmarnock on the line Some good points Interesting ones well made Scott is in Cambus Lang Scott you're a Celtic fan You've won it the last two years Any reason why that won't happen again I take it you're, you're tipping Celtic to win it Well yeah of course I'm tipping Celtic to win it Hello guys how are you doing I hope you are all well Good thanks Scott um, The reason why I'm saying it Because obviously Rangers have bought nine new players So every single one of them has to Hit the ground running very quickly, right? So we we done all right, we done it with Ange, but Ange brought in players that he knew for Japan, Kyogo and Hatate, Maeda, you know. So he he knew these players, he knew where they were going to fit in. These nine players that are coming into Rangers, they're all brand new, they're fresh, you know. Nobody, lot of, a lot of people have no heard of most of them, you know. So I think. The season's going to be close, I think, right? Closer than it was last year, right? But I, I just think that this Rangers team, I don't think they're going to do it this year. Maybe it'll be closer next year or whatever, I don't know. But there's just no nine players, no bedded in. Would you know, you accept, they, Scott, would you accept that tonight is all about assumptions, maybe even wishful thinking on your part? But tomorrow, as I said at the start of the programme, we're dealing hard facts. You know, that this line about, never heard of them. Well, you, Scott, had never heard of Daisen Maida, never heard of Hatati, never heard of Kyogo. Uh, so the fact that you, you haven't heard of them in itself means nothing. Well, you've, you've maybe got a point there, too, but that's no nine players. That's only three. All right. Iwata. Right. You've got, right, OK, but right, four. <laughs> Let's not do this because we'll be here all night, Matt O'Reilly, etc. Yeah, yeah, et yeah. but, but what I'm trying to say is they've got nine players brand spanking you, right? Maybe they've got a couple of weeks left in the transfer window still opening. They maybe get somebody else or maybe two. They're going to, they're all have to go to bed and very quickly. Kenny, you know this being a football player. You, when you go to a, a new team, you know, you need to you need to get there running. You need to hit the ground running very quickly and that's it. Do you know what I mean? Celtic Hugh, you've made you made a, a team prediction for Celtic tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Not one of the new players is in there. What I'm trying to point is, is Celtic's already established. Celtic are two years ahead of Rangers in that mm. establishment. I think somewhere in there, Kenny, there would be a point that everybody agrees on. Yep. It is going to come down to how well Rangers' new signings gel. It has to. And it, it's, a, it's a fascinating way to look at it because generally you think it is tough and you would hold that against a team in a sense. You think, I mean... How quickly can you make it happen? But then Scott's right. Celtic were the it's Celtic's fault. They've they've changed the thought process in this because they did it so well just recently. Yes, I mean I suppose it's the exception to the rule, isn't it? But there's there's no general. You can't generalise over how a, a player or how a number of players are going to sell. They might all come in. And by the way, they all don't need to hit the ground running. Rangers probably need five. 
five starting players to hit that ground running and whether that's Dini or Dessers as a number nine, whether that's Seymour or Lammers as a winger or inside ten, whether that's Balligan who comes back who's already been there to be fair so he knows everything that's at stake. By the way, it might be Sterling. We've not seen a lot of him but he's came in and I think they're pretty happy with the signing initially and then they're quite happy with what they've seen so far as well. So mm. I don't think, there's not going to be nine new starters in the Rangers team. Uh, I think tomorrow you might see four or five but it's, uh, you're right, Simon, sorry, Scott's bang on. In the need to hit the ground running because they are going to be playing and they need to have improved that Rangers starting line Very briefly, Scott, to recap then. So Celtic to win by a bit or by a mile? He said no, close, Gordon. He said close. No, 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 by a mile, no. No, by a mile. I think it's maybe going to be about maybe four or five points, maybe. No, by a mile. We will um, see. We will see. Thank you very much to Scott and Cambus Lang. Thanks for sharing it with us tonight. Now, we did... Uh, have some exciting news to discuss with you earlier on here on Clyde Once. So let me run this past you. Oh, you're kidding me on. Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. The Cash Register. Clyde One. Absolutely brilliant. Another winner on the Cash Register today. Paul and Armadale was on a Zoom call with his workmates when he got the call. Here's the moment he told them he just won more than 55 grand. <laughs> Guys, I just won the cash register. <laughs> that would be the best work Zoom call ever because they're usually rubbish, let's be honest. I think now they know he's got that money he's, now he's, he's, he's paying for parties he's on for the drinks he's, that's, you know he's going to have to foot a bill somewhere it's along a, the it's line. a fair point but you can hear in his voice how happy he was and it could be you on Monday rubbing it in the face of your workmates or buying them drinks if you get the call the next amount you need to remember and it's quite a hefty one £56,789 now you do need to be in the draw obviously so enter now by texting yes to 61025 yes to 61025 if you get the call from us after 3pm on Monday the 7th answer within 5 rings and please make sure you know the correct amount the texts are £2 plus your standard network rate online entries £2 or you can enter by phoning 0330 880 4523 the calls are charged at a standard rate lines close 3pm Monday the 7th it is over 18s only and all the rules for this Hitch Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website. So for your chance to win £56,789, text YES to 61025. Good luck. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here. They've both made their predictions for the season ahead. Why don't you join them, please? I'm not too happy with Craig D who says sorry Gordon I can see Motherwell in a relegation battle my in-laws will disown me for saying this Obika needs a sat-nav for the goals I worry for your team Rangers to win the league he says Craig and it does, there is just a real theme David King presumably not that not that no, one no. Uh, it says Uncle Hugh predicted Celtic to win the league and he's got a let's celebrate <laughs> gif is that, is that Simon Cowell on the get there you go so, get back to me in May Dave Simon Cowell and Hugh Keevans what a pair that would be 01419511025 Ben is on the line. Ben's a Celtic fan. Ben, Celtic to win it, I assume, comfortably tight. What do you think? Um, uh, I think it'll be uh, an even battle, but I think Celtic will do it in the end. 
Okay, right, let's try and meet in the middle. Do you think Celtic are going to win it? Kenny oh. thinks Rangers. Ben thinks Celtic. The last Rangers fan thought Rangers. There's no great controversy here. Is everyone expecting it tighter than it's been in recent seasons? Yes. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, and what I would give up is Celtic are rightfully favourites. You know, you say that multiple times on the show already, they are the treble winners. They are the champions. Uh, again, I'm still going to say I still think at this moment without knowing... Uh, all the surmising and the assuming mm -hmm. we're doing on the new signs, I still don't think they're as strong now going into tomorrow as what they were going into last season with, or at the end of mm -hmm. last season when they had on the team and Alistair Johnson was fit. I don't think they're as strong. Yeah. Uh, but and, I, and I get that, and I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't argue too strongly. Is it sometimes difficult to do that though, purely because, and this isn't just Celtic, any team, you might get a much better Maeda this season, you might get a much better Hitati, you might get a much better. Yep. Whoever. And you want to know why that is it? Because you did throw that at me last season as well when I said the same about Jota and Carter Vickers. And Carter Vickers was not, not like new signing, but they did. They were, they'd been in the building a year and they moved them in Carter Vickers. Am I that repetitive with my arguments? Yes, and you've obviously just looked back your notes. Must have been a good one, though. Must have been a good one You know what? And, the, and there is that. There, there is, is that. another factor here. The, the, the window doesn't close until... September. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, Celtic have... None of them sound like they're going to do loads more, though, do they? I, was, I mean, Michael Beale hinted maybe a defensive one, maybe. Brendan Rodgers doesn't seem to be making too much noise, well, does Well, you know, and that's what would intrigue me. You know, mm. Brendan has said nothing but it's great to be back and I uh, love the ovation on Tuesday night and so on and so forth. But Kenny applied the word odd to Celtic's uh, summertime transfer activity. And I still feel, although Brendan goes on about the model, the model being buy low, sell big, but I still feel there is ample room for Celtic to bring in one or two players before this transfer window closes. But the great thing about this prediction game, 38 games of football have to be played. Yeah. You don't have a clue, and you don't have a clue who's coming in before the end of this window. What do you think then, Ben? Like we said, I don't, there's no great controversy that you as a Celtic fan think Celtic are going to win it. But, you know, elaborate a bit for us. Where does your confidence come from? Um, like, my, my confidence is... Um, Rogers has played ways before, and he got he done really well when he was here. But it was a wee bit awkward when he did leave halfway through the season. But I think that he's proven that it was a difficult decision for him to leave because it was he had to make that decision right away, um, or the option of him going to the Premier League would just float away. But he's back now, and I think that he'll do really well on the all the players that we have at Celtic. Yeah, I was going to say, it's widely considered that even in this most divided of environments that, generally speaking, Brendan Rodgers is a good manager. Although we had a bit of an argument about that last night, yeah. so let, let's not go, go over old ground Who too said much. no, though? Well, was a, a caller said he was oh, hopeless, or oh, words, right, okay. words to that effect. I thought you meant it was going to be a pundit um, maybe no. saying no. Um, but yeah, look, there has obviously been change at, at Celtic this summer that you maybe wouldn't have foreseen just a couple of months ago. Um... I know Kenny though, despite the obvious, you, you're you an almost a big admirer of, of the job Brendan Rodgers has done at various clubs. Absolutely. I think when he came up uh, initially to Celtic, not only, listen, the success was there for all to see, was it seven trophies out of seven? Uh, his team played wonderful football. I think there is a lot of Celtic fans actually forget how good his team did play. Uh, not only that, he's done what any good manager, he probably made every single player in the building better. You know, and it was uh, it was tough to play against. You know, it, it really was. 
So they have got a top top level manager. There's no doubt about it. Irrespective of how he left, he, he was he was successful at Leicester as well. Really successful as well. Well, that's where the argument so, was last night. Yeah. But anyway, well, we're, we're too well it really was anyway. So whatever that is, that's he was successful at Leicester as well. Uh, so I think yeah. the words he got sacked were shouted quite a few times okay. at Mark Wilson, who was getting redder by the minute. Yeah. Uh, let's just let's squeeze one more in before the news. Thank you to Ben. Uh, it was nice to speak to you for the first time, Ben. Alec is on the line. Is it going to be tight this season, Alec? Celtic by a country mile, Gordon. I'll take that as a no. <laughs> um, how many Celtic points are we talking? I'd say 10, 12 points. Okay. Minimum. So, uh, Brendan Rogers came out with a statement yesterday saying Celtic don't want to retain the title. Celtic want to win it. Celtic have got the buying power, the money in the bank. As Kenny just said, Celtic has been very quiet. Just watch out for the end of the window, a couple of cracking signings. But even if they don't get them before the end of the window, Celtic won the title last year. We lost Jota, we brought five players in. Rangers have got nine players in, have got to jail together. Celtic will win this league by a country mile. Hugh, this feels like the Friday before the season starts. My team, insert team here, will win it by a country mile. That's why we're here. At the very start, I said we've got to get rid of the mind games... And the football games begin tomorrow. Alex's argument is based entirely on supposition. Ah, but everyone says, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm not having a go, Alec. Everyone in the country, tonight it's about supposition. Tomorrow it's about reality. And the reality is that Rangers have spent millions of pounds on nine players. Michael Beale has to get it right or there'll be no Michael Beale. But that he's got to be given the chance to see how this works out for him. And Brendan Rodgers, one day people will get over the fact that Brendan left with 11 games of the season still to be played, but Celtic had a tidy lead and won the league. One day people will get over it. But Brendan Rodgers is a solid appointment by Celtic and he's got the treble winning nucleus. Jota has gone, but Abada has stayed. And I, I, I hammer that point home because I think a badder staying is a big thing mm. for Celtic. I think he'll be a big player next season, or this season. There we are. This is typical fair for the Friday before the new season. Alex says Celtic will win the league by a country mile. What do you think? Let us know, but let's play this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time and don't forget the Beat the Pundits are televised now for everyone to see no problem for Kenny Miller on Monday he dealt with it like you would expect a man of his standing to handle the pressure and likewise for Hugh Evans, who lost on Tuesday so and the want, Dazzler lost yesterday hopeless he was if you want to give it a go so what does that mean is it all f- up for grabs tonight it does no it means that Dazzler, Dazzler and me are hopeless that's what I mean two all throughout the week so this is it this is the clincher if you want to play Beat the Pundit and win the week for the listeners it's 0141 951 1025 and the lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141 951 1025 Twitter at Clyde SSB And we're nearly there This time tomorrow it'll all be done The opening day of the Scottish Premiership season and your mood will be influenced by your team every Saturday for the next 10 months or so. So strap yourselves in. It should be a fascinating season, to say the least, because Scottish football has its faults, but it's never short on drama and intrigue. So tonight, we're really just the final preview of the season. 
getting your predictions in. How do you think your team will finish? Where do you think they'll finish? How far do you think the gaps will be at the top? Who's going to struggle? Who should start for your team tomorrow? What are you thinking about the game specifically? We've even got some breaking news right now that I'd be keen to get your thoughts on. Alex Lowry has joined Hearts on loan until the end of the season. So Hearts fans, are you pleased with that one? Rangers fans, what do you make of it as well? Let us know and we'll play this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. It's all to play for tonight because Kenny won on Monday, Hugh lost on Tuesday, Simon won on Wednesday and Gordon Dale lost last night. So this is it, the best of five. It'll either be Kenny or Hugh taking on Jamie from Motherwell. How's it going, Jamie? How you doing, Gordon? All right? Yeah, not bad. How are you? I'm good. Just picking up my mother, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law. Just back to Blackpool. But are they in the car right now? Uh, no, they're on the car right now. I'm just going to pick them up. I've got my stepson and my wee boy in the car. Brilliant. Well, you've got a bit of a team to help you out. What are they, what's your son uh, called? Uh, I've got I've got a son called Jaden and my stepson Josh. He's Brilliant. a mad Mallow fan. Good. He's a man of great taste by the sounds of it. Unlike <laughs> you, Jamie, by the looks of it. But anyway, we'll move on. If it's heads, you'll take on Hugh Keevans. And if it's tails, Kenny Miller. And the great thing about this live stream we've got going now is people can watch me frantically searching for my coin that I used to be able to do. And it's here, it is here. I saw it at the start of the day. Oh, yeah, have a coin. It's there. I've got it. Under the keyboard. There we go. Moving on. Heads, it's Hugh. Tails, it's Kenny. And it is heads. It's oh. Hugh against Jamie and the boys. <laughs> it's not happy. He doesn't want the pressure. If I'm playing... It should be called Easily Beat the Pundit. He's getting no enthusiasm for the game. This is a new season, Hugh. Uh, right, are you ready? Jamie, what we'll do is give Hugh some greatest hits radio in his lug. Nice and loud. And that way he can't hear the answers. All right, Jamie, right. you've got 30... Hugh, can you hear us? No, he can't. A blank expression <laughs> on his face. Jamie, 30 <laughs> seconds on the clock. Answer as yep. many as you can and pass if you don't know the answer, Okay. No problem, no worries Good man, Jamie 30 seconds Your time starts now Who will Livy face In their first game Of the season tomorrow? Aber- Aberdeen What was the final Aggregate score In Hibs Conference League Qualifier? 8-2 Name either of last season's Losing Scottish Cup Semi-finalists Rangers True or false Craig Levine is Avril Levine's uncle False The Blue Brazil Is the nickname Of which Scottish side? Danilo joined Rangers from which Dutch side? Feyenoord Which Scottish club's anthem is Elvis's Only the Lonely? Oh, uh, Elgin he's got his, the High Gran Is that, is that yeah. what I'm hearing there? Yeah. Somebody's Sorry. getting back in the, He's doing his taxi run He's got the kids Elgin. there The grandparents are jumping in the car <laughs> It's all kicking off Let's let Jamie and the extended family uh, Sort that out Whilst we bring back Hugh <laughs> I, I, I feel an immense embarrassment coming up here because Why? Jamie is getting people into the car. He's got his son, he's still going to beat you. Yeah, he's operating in absolute chaos. And I'm sitting here with Kenny Miller in the comfort of the Hollywood studio here. Do you know what I love about this new season as well? I said this, was it last night or the night before? We've got a new producer, and I think you can tell the producers somehow managed to. Imprint their personality on the questions. Now these questions are just, just, they're just a little bit different. Some of them are a little bit quirkier than normal. Last guy obviously wasn't very quirky. Quirky, I don't need. Right, okay. Thirty seconds, Hugh, on the clock. Your time starts now. Who will Livingston face in their first game of the season tomorrow? What was the final aggregate score in Hibs Conference League qualifier? Uh, seven, 
Three. Name either of last season's losing Scottish Cup semi finalists. Uh, Kilmarnock. True or false? Craig Levine is Avril Levine's uncle. True. <laughs> Blue Brazil is the nickname of which Scottish Cows side? And beef. Danilo joined Rangers from which Dutch side? Feyenoord. Which Scottish club's anthem is Elvis's Only the Lonely? I'll be right up your street, that. Only the Lonely was Roy Orbison. Oh, don't confuse things here. Uh, see, uh, Elvis' inquiry. Elvis Roy Orbison's hit was only the Lord. Did Elvis also perform it? Never. Which club is it? Uh, is it um, Breaking? See if the producer has tried to be smart with that question and has got the artist wrong, and Hugh Evans has put us in his place. The boss burst. Remember who you're speaking. Exactly. To. I know. Only the lonely Tony Bennett from the summer. Roy Orbison. What do you think, Jamie? Have you done enough? Uh, I don't know, I think it'll be close So who's who's all in the car now? Uh, I've got my mother-in-law, my father-in-law And I've still got my stepson and my three boys as well And how was Blackpool to you two? Was it good? Brilliant oh, yeah, Brilliant, there we are <laughs> I feel like I'm there, I feel like I'm a part of it um, who They were will, in the golden <laughs> mile, I'm on the green mile Who will Livy face in their first game of the season, Aberdeen? You both got it, well done <laughs> Uh, the final aggregate score of Hibs game was 7-3 Well done Hugh You go 2-1 in front Last season's Scottish Cup semi You think in League Cup Hugh So Falkirk ah. or Rangers Jamie equalises True or false Craig Levine is Avril Levine's <laughs> uncle Who is Avril Levine? Why do you always have to make <laughs> things so complicated Hugh? Who, who is she? Oh, Canadian I think she's Canadian is she? Anyway She's not She's not the niece Of Greg Levine right? Oh, right. <laughs> That's all you need to know uh, They're not spelt the same either um, So well done to Jamie Who correctly Identified <clears throat> uh, That it was false Jamie goes one in front The Blue Brazils Cowed and beef though Hugh equalises And you both got Danilo for Feyenoord I'm outraged at this last question. The answer was Airdrie for what it's worth. And producer has now buzzed and said, yeah, I think it was Roy Orbison, by the way. Do I not get the point for no. knowing who sang the song? This is not a music quiz. <laughs> and it was Airdrie. I, I mean, what, what, what? producer John has left that question and then taken Friday night off. I don't know where he is, but he'll be listening. Roy Orbison, Elvis. What has become of this once proud quiz? Anyway. We're going to go to a tiebreaker. Oh, First one of oh, the season. Oh, love the tiebreakers. The great, can you imagine the drama in Jamie's car? Don't want to embarrass yourself in front of the in-laws, Jamie. What's that? You don't want to embarrass yourself in front of the in-laws? Absolutely not. She's giving me daggers already. I can imagine. Right, here's the deal. I'm going to ask a question. I'll get Hugh to write his answer down. I'll then invite you to give me your attempt. Okay, Jamie? No, no, no worries. Right, let's build up a bit of tension. Here is your question. Of the 211 teams included by FIFA, what position are Scotland in the men's world rankings, Hugh? What position are Scotland in the men's world rankings? Okay, Jamie, what are you going for? Uh, I'll say 47. 47, says Jamie. 27, says Hugh. And I can tell you, the in-laws have put the pressure on you, Jamie. It's 30th, so Hugh Evans wins oh, it on the oh, tiebreaker. Only the lonely. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to sing Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. Oh, no. <laughs> I, thought, I honestly thought that Avril Lavigne was somebody in a soap opera or something like that. <laughs> it does, all you need to know, she's not Craig Lavigne's niece. Right. End the story. You've just sung the song that Jamie's in-laws have been listening to in Blackpool as well. <laughs> oh, Jamie's in-laws have got good taste. The big O. Superb. Brilliant, Jamie. Enjoyed that. Thanks for taking part. Right. Thanks very much, Good Jim. man and the kids and the grandparents and whoever else is there. <laughs>
What Jamie didn't t- tell us, it was one of those coach tours to Blackpool. He's got 54 folk <laughs> in the back on his way back there. there. I'm sure they had a, a wonderful time. You have no idea how pleased this makes me, Kenny. It's a winning week, you. A win for you personally, and you've won the week for your... And my grandson is watching next door. I mean, I can Proud look, moment for look the Keefe's family. Yeah, I mean, Brighton sees... Totally redeemed himself after yeah. the Levine question. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, a low moment. This was a, this was a weird beat the pundit. I'm not sure Avril Levine's ever been mentioned on this show and Roy Orbison certainly never been sung no. on this show before. Was that no. the only line you know of that song? Would you care to give us any more? Or Well, it, it begins Only the lonely dum 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 do How good was that, Kenny? Come on. That was bang on you. How Love does it. Complicated by Avril Levine go? I, I barely know the man. Can we like... This <laughs> Well... <laughs> Oh, but can we, producer Chris, can we line up some Avril Lavigne for uh, for Hugh Evans in the not too distant future? Um, Alex Lowry has joined Hearts on a season. Oh, there we go. Just get. He's gone right from the start. We're gonna have to wait till it gets to the chorus. Yeah, we'll have to fade that down for a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just we'll come back to it. Just patch it. Yeah. Honestly, we don't want the slow start. We want the the punchline. We want the chorus to see if we can try and uh, and see if Hugh Evans recognises it. That's gone. I guarantee you I won't. I think so. Is it anything like Johnny Mitchell? There we go. He doesn't look impressed. Nah, she's got an aggravating voice, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's a crushing blow for all the millions of records that she's sold that she doesn't have your ringing endorsement. Right, that's plenty. That's more Avril Lavigne than anyone needs on the show on a Friday night. Um, Let's bring in Andy. And get his take on that one that just broke there, Andy. From a Rangers perspective, you maybe not as surprised as you once would have been. What do you make of that Alex Lowry loan to Hearts? Hi, how you doing, boys? Hi. I, 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 I just had a couple of points to make till you you say that. I mean, it's probably as a good move for him, but I mean, I think he'll go, he'll go for a year and he'll show his class because the boy has got a lot of class. I know he's maybe struggling because Michael Beale signed all these new boys and he's going to give them games, but mm-hmm. uh, as long as he can, doesn't he play against us? Is he allowed to play against us? I, I generally not. And Rangers actually have an option to recall in January as well. Um, I, I, this has got nothing to do with the nine players that have been brought in. Yeah, Alex Lowry of the pitch more congested. Yeah, though, but it? Alex Lowry didn't get game time under Michael Beale last season. True. And, uh, you know, Alex Lowry for me seems to have gone from a peak where he played against Hearts at Tynecastle, if you remember, in the company of other young players and the young Rangers players absolutely bleached Hearts that day and everyone spoke about him. Yeah, and, you know, he's disappeared since then. Yeah, maybe in the numbers game it depends where you consider Alex Lowry, uh, Kenny, because interestingly, I heard Michael Beale saying today there's a lot of attention on the number of players Rangers have brought in, but he was saying in an attacking sense... It's actually going to balance itself out or they're one less because Kent Morelos and Cholak. Cholak and Tillman all gone and now probably Sakala. I'll get to him in a second. Lammers, Dessers, Daniel, Daniel, Sima. Yep. So yeah, five and four at the moment. Um, maybe it was actually that combined with Cantwell and Raskin arriving that... Tom yeah. Lawrence coming back soon as well. Again, he has so been back, but if he's injured again, he'll be back soon. How big is this loan spell for Alex Lowry, the player? And what do you think about it from the perspective of the clubs? I think it's a brilliant move for the boy. You know, he's he's still going to go to a a, a really good team. Mm-hmm. 
uh, it's an opportunity. I mean, listen, there's no guarantee he's going to walk straight into that Hearts first team, so he's still going to need to he's going to need to earn the right to get that starting jersey on a Saturday. But I think it's pretty obvious that it's going to be a little bit easier, maybe to get into the Hearts starting lineup or at least get game Closer. time and get on the bench than what it would be Ibrox. So it's a brilliant move for him, and I really hope he does what Andy says: goes, gets game time, gets in the starting eleven, and then builds his career because he's been on the fringes for a number of years now at Rangers, and you can see he has got ability but there's not a lot of first team games under his belt definitely not a lot of first team starts so this is going to give him the opportunity to get that and you'll be able to watch the Rangers games with Andy Halliday as well <laughs> when he's there in the players lounge allegedly um, it'll be absolutely fine um, Andy on the line do you see this as being a crucial step in Alex Lowry's development to then return to Rangers and, and kick on or the beginning of the end of his Rangers career because there's been so many examples in the past you remember Ryan Christie did it perfectly, didn't he? Went to Aberdeen. Everyone thought that was him done at Celtic and actually came back, kicked on and is now an English Premier League player. Well, I think this is, as Kenny said there, I think it is a really good move for him. Get 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 the season under his belt and listen, when he, when, when he does play, we've seen him. As you said, sometimes he didn't get a lot of hours or minutes now, but when he does play, he looks class. I think that it'll only do him good and he'll definitely come back I definitely think he'll come back to Rangers next season See you can't say he's lost his way because he hasn't found his way yet you know, uh, he, I kind of get what Andy means though in the sense people probably thought it was going to be closer to the team by now Yeah, oh, without doubt and I was included among that number the, the reason why I say he hasn't lost his way he hasn't found his way he hasn't played for, the, for his age he's hardly played any first team football and, you know, it really is a a big chance for him now because the Hearts supporters will welcome him and uh, Frankie McAvoy and uh, Stephen Naismith or whoever's the manager this week uh, will welcome him as well. Which but one he, do you call Gaffer? Well, both. both. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yep. mm -hmm. no, I'm, just, I'm just curious. Job security. Call both of them Gaffer. Um Kenny, has he got what it takes from this perspective at this time, you know, to go there and be a success at Hearts, come back and be a, a Rangers player? At this moment, let's like you say, is because of the like the evidence of first team football has not really been there. Listen, there's been some real flashes of his of his abilities in a Rangers jersey coming off the bench, starting the odd game that he has. But uh, this is the opportunity that if he wants to be a Rangers player, he has to go to Hearts and actually be a starting player and actually perform in most weeks. Because uh, it is a good I mean, Hearts are for me. They should have had third spot wrapped up. They got fourth or European football. They should still be up there fighting for third next year. So it's a really good level and a good place for them to go and develop because that's why he still needs to develop as a footballer and understand what it takes to play men's football. So it's uh, it's a brilliant opportunity for him and for both clubs it works as well because Rangers will quickly find out if he is going to be good enough to come back and play. And I'm sure everybody inside Ibrox wishes him the best that he does go there and show exactly why he's been brought there and he's been part of their first team for a number of years now. But it's a great opportunity for him and obviously Hearts have not signed too many players as well. So it gets another attacking player in the building for Hearts. Yeah, just turned 20 in June. So interest, really you know, crucial period, you would have to say, in Alex Lowry's career. Uh, thank you to Andy for giving us his thoughts on it. I do want to try and squeeze one more in just before uh, we take the next break. I think we'll get a Hearts perspective on it from Kenny. Kenny, as a Hearts fan, is that one that you're happy with? Well, very happy, Gordon, and hello to you all, and nice to speak to you again. And you? Uh, no, I, I, Alec Lowry, as, as Hugh said there, 
Uh, I was very impressed by the young lad uh, last season at Tynecastle, uh, sadly in that defeat, but I, th- I think it's a very, very good signing for the young lad. Yeah, do you think, Kenny, can you see him being one that comes in and, and impacts Hearts starting 11? Straight away? I think so, especially with young Alec Cochran being suspended for quite a few games for the start of the, the, the league term, but, you know, we're, we've, we've got this be privilege European experience again uh, sadly you knowing the and the qualifiers but, well having to do the qualifiers yeah. but I think uh, you know we, you think of the players that we've got right on the edge of coming back Benny Benign uh, Boise and the new additions Tawanga and all that uh, I, I think it's looking very good and I'm feeling optimistic for the season ahead I think also Kenny uh, you offer Alec Lowry inspirational surroundings because you've got a terrific stadium there Huge support every week for every home game. Uh, and it has to be uplifting for Alec Lowry. Yeah, I suppose oh, Kenny. Yeah, sorry. There's two Kennys. We'll get confused which one. Kenny on the line. Um, just to kind of feed into the real theme of the night, what's your, your prediction for your team this season? Kenny and Airdrie. Uh, sorry. Aye, aye. She's I'm, could I say fourth again But be optimistic for third Nice one I think, well, we'll I see. think it's going to be challenging You know what I mean The, the other Aberdeen and Ives have been mm-hmm. uh, well to reinforce Absolutely Thank you Kenny It was nice to get Hart's perspective on that And the reason I need to move on quickly I'm already late And I cannot wait for this Clyde One Super Scoreboard Pipelining With Pipeline Energy Solutions I've loved this this week from you. I mean, Kenny Miller, you set the tone on Monday when you told everyone that you were a champion bowler in your youth. I couldn't believe it. And that was your truth. It was not your lie. Uh, And if you're wondering what we're on about, where have you been all this week? We've been teaming up with our mates at Pipeline Energy Solutions and giving you the chance to win £250 in cash. All you had to do was play the game Pipe Lying. Uh, and Kenny Miller gave us a truth He gave us a lie And the truth was He was a champion bowler yeah. In his youth Genuinely I've had multiple Bowling clubs Contact me since Bowling Equipment suppliers All sorts Want us to go and get A game of bowls So I think we'll have to do it We'll have to do it local I think we'll do it Absolutely. local um, Can we bring Avril Levine with us Well, we'd, well yeah, I don't think We get too many Complaints from your fellow pundits I don't know if we could Arrange it to be honest But we'll see how far The budget stretches Um Mark Wilson sunk his boat on Loch Lomond Gordon DL turned chauffeur for Alex Higgins, Alex Higgins. Some great facts about our pundits It's Hugh Keevans in the hot seat So what Hugh's going to do is give us one truth One lie And you have to call before the end of this break And tell us which Take it away, Hugh Keevans uh, Well first of all I, I was born and brought up in the Partick district of Glasgow That's and true I went to school uh, with Billy Connolly Or at we went to the same school. He was a few years ahead of me. Uh, he also worked as a welder in the shipyard beside my uncle Joe. Uh, so we all the, we, we knew each other well. And then, of course, he became a global superstar. And uh, we have a mutual friend who used to work in the newspaper industry. And Billy Connolly got in touch with him and asked if I would introduce Billy Connolly the next time he was in Glasgow, given the big build-up from the stage... And when I had given him the big build-up, he wanted to walk on to the Super Scoreboard theme tune. So that was me and Billy Conley. I couldn't go and do it for him because it was a Champions League night and I missed the opportunity. 
Wow, I hope that's true. What's your next one? Well, Chris Sutton's been in the news uh, this week. You know, he's got his big telly moved to Sky and he'll be doing the Celtic game mm-hmm. with uh, the, the guys tomorrow at uh, Celtic Park. Um, when he started out doing his newspaper columns, I advised him. I was his official advisor. Until you wrote them. I wrote them, yeah. <laughs> until he felt uh, confident enough to go on his own. And uh, he, he was very appreciative of the help that I had given him. So one Christmas day, while we were gathered round the table, my family, uh, knock at the door and it was a, a delivery from London, from the world-renowned Fortnum and Mason store. And it was a hamper full of fine wines and exotic food sent to me by Chris Sutton as a thank you and I still have the hamper although I have to say the fine wines have gone not surprised there we are what's the truth what's the lie was Hugh Keevans invited to introduce Billy Connolly onto the stage with the Super Scoreboard theme tune was he sent a Fontenham and Mason's hamper by Chris Sutton what was the truth what was the lie call before the end of this break for your chance to win £250 01419511025 taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard And Kenny Miller are here on 01419511025 Still plenty of time for you to get in touch Make your point tonight Whether it is to give us your final pre-season prediction Maybe you want to look ahead to the games Specifically tomorrow Maybe some of today's news as well Alec Lowry's loan from Rangers to Hearts Has just been confirmed also interesting stuff, I think, personnel-wise from Rangers. We'll hear from Michael Beale talking about Fashion Sakala's impending exit. Uh, some interesting names left off the European squad list as well. Celtic fans, no doubt you'll be looking forward to Flag Day tomorrow. We've had predictions from Kilmarnock fans. I can see lots of people getting in touch on Twitter as well. Let me just say the lines have now closed for the competition. So thank you for giving it a go, but the lines are closed. Let's play. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Pipelining with Pipeline Energy Solutions All this week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard we've teamed up with our friends at Pipeline Energy Solutions to give away £250 every night but only if you can identify which is the truth and which is the lie coming out of the mouths of our pundits It's been a great week tonight It was Hugh Keevans His two statements And you need to decide Which is which He was asked by Billy Connolly To introduce him on stage In Glasgow To the Super Scoreboard Theme tune But he couldn't do it Had to turn it down Because it was a big Champions League night And the second one He once received A Christmas hamper From Fortnum and Masons As sent by Chris Sutton I believe Jerry In Inverary Is on the line tonight Jerry, how's it going? Hi, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. Let's test him a little bit more, Hugh. So, where was where was this Billy Connolly gig supposed to be? SEC. Mm, I've no idea if he was meant to play the SEC. I'm just going to take that. What what type of um, what type of produce was in the the hamper? Uh, fine wines, uh, exotic cheeses. Um, the scent to the man who eats cold beans for, yeah. for a snack before he comes and, in. And sent on Christmas Day. You can imagine. I, 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 I was ecstatic. Was that news to you there? You pulled that face. Did you not know that? No, no, no. He exposed... (laughs) Hold on. Sorry. I was about to say Hugh exposed himself. (laughs) He exposed the the other fact about himself is that he likes... So that's the truth. That's true. That's not a good truth. Uh, Gary, uh, Jerry, sorry. What do you think? Which is the truth and which is the lie from Hugh Keevans? I'm going to go for Chris Sutton's hamper. Is? True. Hugh Keevans? 
Jerry, you've just won some good money. Well done, Jerry. Two hundred and fifty pounds. I must admit, looking at Twitter, some of the reaction, the vast majority of people thought that Billy Connolly was true. They oversold it for me. Well, they oversold no, no, it. It's true. I went to the same school and party as Billy oh, Connolly. That bit's it's true. true. He worked in the shipyards with my uncle Joe, uh, and uh, all of that is true. And he does listen to Super Scoreboard because our mutual friend in Glasgow always tells me Billy's been listening. So even in Florida, Billy Connolly's listening. Go. Good luck, big game. But there we are. But you did get the hamper from Chris Sutton. Without doubt. I've still got it. Fontenham and Masons, eh? Yeah. Not yeah. bad. I am the... Well, at that time I was in Clyde Bank. I was the only person okay. in Clyde Bank with a Fontenham and Mason hamper. Well done, Jerry. You're £250 better off just in time for the weekend. Thanks to Hugh Keevans. Thank you very much. Good man. He's not all bad. That was Jerry and <laughs> Inverary. And that was Pipe Lion. Had a good bit of fun of the, with this this week. Thanks to Pipeline Energy Solutions for helping out. Uh, and it was just a bit of fun to get us off and running in the new season. What we will do next week at this time of the show is we'll bring back the full-time teaser. So you should know the script, but if you are just tuning in for the first time this season, uh, maybe the new shiny studio with the live streaming function has brought you to the party. What the full-time teaser is, you come up with the questions and the pundits try and answer them. So send them over to me full-time at Clyde1.com. You know, like a bit of trivia, like one of these types of name five players who've done X, Y, or Z. Full-time at Clyde1.com. Email them in. We'll start that next week and uh, we will drive the pundits mad between now and the end of the season. That is the intention. Get studying, you two. Anyway, where are we ahead of tomorrow? Let's hear a bit from... Michael Beale. I think we should hear from him because he had a lot to say. Today it was, he was in press duty. Um, remember, Brendan Rogers did his press yesterday and um, we heard from him and various managers have been doing it uh, across the last couple of days, as you would expect, ahead of the weekend's fixtures. Here is what Michael Beale had to say about potential outgoings, in particular Fashion Sakala. Fashion won't be involved tomorrow because he's away having discussions. He's obviously talking to one of the Saudi clubs. He's a boy and a player that I have a fantastic relationship with. But sometimes in football, these things happen. An opportunity comes up and you discuss it between yourself and the player. And, and from there, something can happen. So he's away having talks. There's nothing confirmed either way, but uh, he won't be with the squad tomorrow. Any surprise in that for you, Kenny? I feel like he does divide opinion a bit amongst the Rangers fans. Well, listen, I think if he's to stay, I think he would have a role to play. You know, probably mainly an impact player coming off the bench. But it gives something. I think there's a... He's a bit erratic at times and things, but that can also cause carnage when he comes on. Uh, obviously, he had a couple of high-profile misses in, in games and things, but I think when Michael's rejigging that front line, it does... I mean, there was always going to be people leaving, and if they can get a good bit of value for Fashion Sakala uh, in terms of a transfer fee then it, it makes sense because I think game time this season for Fashion would be limited there'll be one or two exceptions to the rule Kenny such as Callum McGregor at Celtic but any Celtic or Rangers player who is contacted by a, a Saudi club will contemplate the move and will go Listen, it's any player at the moment. It's not just like up here. Oh, You're yeah. talking like some real big names yeah, but, have now made but the move. But to be fair, this also sound. This isn't like range. It doesn't sound like Rangers are desperate for him to stay, no. and he's been you know lured away oh, no, by no. the, by the millions. Good, I think it's a great deal for Rangers. You know, the, the, the money quoted midweek was three million pounds. Um, for someone who's not getting game time under Michael Beale to get Rangers three million pounds, good business. Off you go. Yeah, and by the sounds of it, Kenny. Is it heading in that direction? Is that a matter of? I think of it will when be. I think yeah. I think it will be a matter of time. Once before you see, that, the, that once you see the contract 
Yeah, listen, once uh, once he, if he's made the trap, if the trap is he's, he's already knows mm. what's going to be on the table, he'll be just again, he'll just be wanting to make sure that it feels right for the, for for himself and his family. So it's a it's a good move for him. It'll be a, definitely be a good move financially, yeah. no doubt. And I think for Rangers also, it's a good bit of business, like you said. Uh, let's hear a bit from Michael Beale on new signing Jose Cifuentes. He goes straight into the squad for tomorrow's match. Jose trained today with the group and goes straight into the squad tomorrow. He has been playing since January, so he's played a lot of football as much as if more than any of the players in the squad. I do think the two-week break that he's had before coming in is uh, is a good thing because um, he has been going since January. So I think that two-week break's a good thing. He met his teammates for the first time formally this morning and, and trained in the session. It's important that I involve him in the squad so that he can get a feel for the new league because it's certainly a little bit different playing in Ayrshire than it is LA what, what about the the piece of the jigsaw that Jose Cifuentes fills Kenny you've said earlier you think he'll he won't start tomorrow um, that was your take Michael Beale mentioned you know, he'll be there he'll be involved he might as well he's coming off he's, he's middle of his season in the MLS but with a two week break does that sound like it's almost the the perfect setup to get involved soon because he's he won't be rusty, but he's also not been run into the ground and you know played three days ago. Yeah, especially when you look at the actual holiday time that players get mm. now. I mean, it's a couple of weeks play, is good. Listen, exactly. I mean, I mean, you might get an extra week, an extra ten days if you are having an actual traditional closed season. But I think uh, it'll bring something completely different to the team. It, you know, this has been an ongoing transfer now for a number of months. It was linked towards the end of last season. Uh, it seems to be what a player that Michael's wanted for a while now. So he's got it over the line now. It does look like that'll be, for me, it's a it's a starting slot in midfield alongside Raskin. Whether he plays three and it's a Cantwell, a Jack or a, a Dowell alongside them, they too, for me, will be nailed in into that Rangers midfield uh, definitely for at least this season. Uh, and in terms of numbers left then, I think Michael Beale said today he, he was happy with his defensive options. There was just a little, I can't remember, there was a, there was a word there or there was a bit of the tone that he did say maybe something they could look at are they done now? Would they be done with the defence? You know, what's left after Cifuentes? I think they, I think they need a defender. I think they need a centre-back. I, I really do. Uh, Especially if Ben Davies... If Ben Davies is, is moving on or if he's injured. But I think, again, we, we talked about this towards the end of last season. He could have been one of the guys that did move on because of everything that you alluded to earlier. So it's... Uh, yeah, I would expect... I, th I think there'll be more players coming into Rangers between now and the end of August. What that will depend on is probably who goes out the door. It might also depend on is there going to be Champions League funds available there? Are they going to be competing at that level again? So uh, I still think there'll maybe be a, at least a player or two come through the door at Ibrox, but there needs to probably be at least four or five, maybe even six, go the other way. Ewan is a St Mirren fan and he is coming up after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens and Kenny Miller are about to be joined by Ewan, who is a St Mirren fan on the line. It is the night before the season starts. Ewan, all the predictions are coming in. Are you excited about the new campaign? Oh, I was looking forward to the scenes to start the kick on tomorrow night on Sunday. Yes, man. Yes. Where are St Mirren going to finish? Hope, hope we can get uh, uh, top six and, and get into the next season. 
Well, that's it. See, for one, once you do it, once you, once you kind of set that bar... It's just a norm now, isn't it? You have to try just and, a norm. Yeah, you know, I have to try and do it again. St Mirren's quest for the top six seemed to rumble on and on, and now they've done it. What do you think for this season? It'll be hard to replicate, there's no doubt yeah. about it. Again, there is no reason why. You thought you said it there in the show, Gordon, that out with the Rangers, Celtic, Hibs, Hearts and Aberdeen, there is that that one spot always available, available sometimes too. So why should St Mirren no be aiming for it again? I mean, every team, and it's hard when you're, you're, you've got budget restraints and you're, you're, you're not one of the big spending teams. It's, it's hard to look at progression because what... What is progression for St Mirren again this year? Well, what it would be is cup runs and, and again, if they're then competing in around that top six. I mean, I can't see them getting into the relegation battle. So they'll probably be in about that area, challenging with the likes of Muller Wells, potentially Ross County, as one caller said tonight, looking for that top six spot. I think you get a terrific early indication, Kenny. Sunday, Easter Road. Talk about blowing hot and cold. Hibs go to Andorra and lose and then take six off the same team a week later. But they're not convincing as yet, Hibs. And I believe that St Mirren have a, a good chance at Easter Road. And you and you know, if St Mirren were to get a win at Easter Road, what a wonderful start to the season. Yeah. You've been happy with the summer transfer business, Ewan? Oh, yes. Yeah, but that, 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 uh, that many strikers scored out in the last cup game gets a 4 4 2 on it. Yeah, yeah, Mikael Mandron's in from Motherwell Well, was at Motherwell last season um, The one that I'm Well, I'm interested in a few of them Because obviously big players from last season left Like Curtis Main um, And Declan Gallagher Eamon Brophy was already at Ross County Tony Watt was only alone um, A change in goal, Kenny Because Trevor Carson was very good But there's obviously been a bit of an issue there They've sold him to Dundee Zach Hemming has come in on loan as well So Interesting to see how St Mirren fare after a successful season, and what I like about last they they almost they they bucked that trend of the pressure that was put on by a terrible League Cup group stage. Because you're now looking at St Johnson this yeah. season, they'll be saying we need to do a St Mirren, we need to show that you can flop in that group stage and go on to have a good season. Again, it's no easy. It's no easy because you're not just you've not just flopped in the. In the League Cup campaign for St Johnston, you've you've had a poor season last year as well. But for sure, St Mirren, yeah. they've finished off. I mean, again, it was a poor start, losing their first game of the group, but then they've come through with flying colours, and uh, and they will be looking to listen. There's no guarantees, and you can't guarantee that they're going to progress and they're going to get top six. But they've got a decent squad there. Yeah, there's been a, a change. I, mean, I think Trevor Carnes a big change because he's a solid goalkeeper. When we were on the show at the end of the season, his name was getting thrown for the the unsung heroes yeah, who could be in the in the Player of the Year uh, shortlist. So it's a big loss for them. So it's, it's, it's had to be replaced. But they've still got. I mean, I think they've got some. They've got some really good players. I mean, Marco Har had a wonderful season last year, and they've got some really good mm -hmm. players within the team. What they've got as well is they've got a manager who has actually done really, really well within this league, getting Motherwell into third, and now taking St Mirren at the top six. Two the experience with it, two cup finals as well. The, the experience that he's got to actually win games at this level is. He's, he's actually out with the old firm He must be one of the best in the league Where did you have St Mirren again, Hugh? I put them sixth Back in top six again? Yeah, yeah okay. Adam just missing out Just missing out I suppose the form after the split wasn't wasn't great Kind of showed you how, how tough it can be Which you could be expected, you know Yeah, to because a point, they're, they're looking to do a bit more, aren't you? They've got into there and then they find themselves against the big, uh, the big teams Which it was always going to be tough Listen, they competed throughout the course of the season 
uh, against the team. I know they, they took a couple of heavy defeats against Celtic, but there was a lot of late goals in, in one of the games for, for sure. And they actually approached the games really, really well. Mm. So, I, yeah, yeah, maybe they could have done a little bit better, but I think the achievement was getting there. Maybe there was a wee bit of coming off the, off the gas a little bit going into the end of the season, but whether they can replicate that again next year, this season, sorry, remains to be seen. Thank you, you innocent Mirren fan. We wish you well for the season ahead. What changes will we see in Scottish football this season? I don't think... Uh, will be short of them. Let's hear from Crawford Allen, the head of refereeing operations, because he says there will be tweaks to VAR along with hopefully greater understanding of the usage from fans, different communications, a few changes they're making will hopefully make the technology more successful this season. I'd like to think that the understanding and acceptance level of that amongst all stakeholders will rise. Um, but at the same time, we still have the desire to, to do the check as, as efficiently as possible. That's the word I would use. We want to be more efficient, provide that clarity to people, um, be, a, be more transparent uh, through ongoing uh, communication such as the, the independent panel. Um, and I think if we pull all these things together, I'd like to think that we're on a journey. Yeah, um, there's a few things. How is it going to change this season, Hugh? I think what we need, I think what the biggest change probably is going to be there's going to be more time added on at games. Yeah. You remember the World Cup last year and you were looking at 10 and 12 and 14 minutes. What referees in Scotland are going to do, and, and going in line with everyone else really, we've not just made this up ourselves, um, time for goal celebrations yep. is going to be added on. So we're going to look at you know even longer. Every club in the league now is required, because remember it used to just be some stadia, to do the sort of multi-ball system. I think it's, it's about 8 or 10 balls, don't quote me on that, round the outside the clubs will be instructed that both teams need to get the ball back as quickly and that can cause a few difficulties when here. time is added on and goals are scored in the time that is added on, you and I both know that we'll spend our Saturday evenings on 951-1025 talking to people who said, where did they get those 10 minutes from? Well, the, the, the answer is in your own team's hands or the opposition team's hands because if you take too long celebrating a goal, if there are other elements of time wasting, uh, then it will all be totted up and games will run to 100, 101, 102 minutes and goals will be scored in that time. We are the starter fight in an empty house capital of the world. So Crawford Allen can talk about acceptance levels. There are no acceptance levels unless your team has won the game. I think what he was getting at and hoping, and it might be wishful thinking, was that, Kenny, a season down the line, the Scottish FA are going to try this season. They're, they're hoping to at least... Well, they're hoping to get better at decision-making anyway, but that's the bit we'll never agree on. I've said, I've said this many times. You need to get your head round that. In 10 years, you and I still might argue about what's a handball and what's not. Yeah. Well, but what, but exactly yeah. but what they want to do is take the small steps of communicating better I think they are looking at steps this season to maybe come out every now and then maybe give examples of, of incidents and explain why they were done and, and try and help people at least try and understand would, would that help do you think an increased level of communication even a little bit I'm with you I'm with <laughs> yeah. you I, um, listen, are, it's great that they're, no they're, hope they're, no, no, it's not about no hope it's just there's always going to be somebody on the receiving end of a decision, so there's always going to be complaints. Would it help if the rules were a little bit simpler? Again, and this is not the referees' issues, this is the rulemakers' issues, thing, yep. So, it's, uh, listen, it's nice, that it's good that they're trying to find a way to, again, make everybody accept it a mm -hmm. little bit more. It's, it's just, 
is what it is, yeah. you know. We have to accept on. the fact that there's... Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think that the time true. I on, sorry, but the time I on, actually, for me, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It came out, of, and I don't know if it was our leagues or if it was the English leagues at the ball and play time. Yes. I don't know if you've seen it. And it was, as it went down the levels, it kind of went, Absolutely. dropped down. I think it was in 50, 55 minutes so or so. Apparently, so, FIFA's sort of dream, and everyone's on sort of board with this, is to try and get the ball and play time up to round about 60 minutes. Now, we, we currently are low 50s, I actually think that the EFL, I think the English Football League is slightly worse than us or, or, it's, or it's, it's about the same, yeah. sorry, so don't quote me yeah. that It's very similar and the English Premier League's a little bit better yeah. but again, they're still a good bit off the 60 minutes I'm sure the English Premier League, or the, the one that I'd seen was mm. over 60 was over 60 I think the, the, the World Cup one. eventually got up to over yeah. 60 because they added on Because they added on 10 so, Listen, so, so I think that's a good thing I think that's a good thing and I know people can say oh it's a farce but well, it's not a farce because there's, there's so much time wasting mm-hmm. goes on there is goals there's substitutions there's again now there is the VAR decisions and things so I think it's a, I think it's a good mm-hmm. thing um, Again Hugh whether this makes material difference it is a step in the right direction that's why it's done but whether fans will I don't you know, care too much. Two dedicated VAR officials now. So Andrew Dallas and Greg Aitken will now they will no longer referee games. You won't see them refereeing the game. They are solely dedicated to being a video assistant referee. Your Willie Collins of the world and Kevin yep. Clancy's will still do both, which is just kind of common in other leagues as well. The fans will look at the two men chosen and make up their own mind and say, "Well, he's biased against my ah, team." That's standard, isn't uh, it? Yeah. So you know, good luck to Andrew Dallas and to the other gentleman. Um, it, it they're trying to help. Fans are hopelessly biased, and they will only accept that this is progress if their team wins. So we're talking about human nature here, and you know the the, the SFA are only trying to bring us mm. into the modern day. And you know if you celebrate a goal and it goes on and on and on and on, and you pay the consequences at the other end of the game then, you know, the remedy's in your own hands. We're nearly done. One more sleep, as Hugh Keevan says. Sum up your excitement for the new season, Kenny Miller. Why are you looking forward to it so much? Well, I've been looking forward to it since I actually finished. You know, <laughs> like, it's, it's like life without the, the, the football is just, uh, it's, a, it's a bit dull, you know. So, thoroughly looking forward to what, again, at the end of the season, we're talking about what an exciting summer it could have been for Rangers, what is going to be happening, because there was already speculation surrounding Ange. Well, we'll have the answers now. The squads are in place for this game, definitely. We have a month left to go with the transfer window. Like Hugh says, the talking stops. We're going to see the action tomorrow, and I can't wait. Hugh Keevans, you have seen the start yep. of many a season. How yep. do you feel about this one? Do you still get excited about yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely reinvigorated because this time last year, Giovanni Van Bronckhus was at Ibrox and Ange Postecoglou was at Celtic Park. Neither man is there now. We've got Brendan Rodgers back at Celtic Park, and he has been accepted by the vast majority of the Celtic fans. And tomorrow they will unfurl the flag and look to make a positive start. The Rangers fans will get into one of the four stands at Kilmarnock and they'll be looking for the new signings to make a big difference. The whole thing has been turned on its head. It's wonderful. Sleep well, because for the next 10 months, your team's results and performances, maybe with some help from referees, are going to dictate your mood and we wouldn't have it any other way. It all kicks off tomorrow for us, a six-hour special here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Flag day at Celtic Park with Ross County. The visitors on to 3pm. Dundee, Motherwell, Livy, Aberdeen, St Johnston, Hearts. Of course, Kelly Rangers 
is later on as well Some massive games across the divisions Everyone dreams big at the start of a new season How will this one pan out? We will start finding out tomorrow And in the meantime, stay right there GBX is up next